We're a little out of sorts today. Are we? Filming in the morning yeah. instead of in the evening. I'm still in pajamas. <laughs> yeah, I'm, me too. <laughs> you sleep in a flannel shirt and denim jeans? Yes. Interesting. Yep. You always got to be ready. <laughs> That's fair. So, you always got to be ready to cowboy up. So, <laughs> you sleep with your boots on too? Yeah. Because, you know, you never know when some rustlers might roll into town and, you know, you got to you gotta deal with it. Horrible. So... Um, what are we doing today? Because I, <laughs> I'm so, I'm like lost this morning and I, I really don't know what's going on. So, uh, it's a hand episode. So I'm just going to drink coffee and let you take the lead. All right. So today we are talking about Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. Once a spot Ooh. for family fun turned into a place of tragedy and horror after several fatal incidents. Rumors of haunted land began to circulate and a much darker history was soon discovered. This is Country, Country Roads, Roads Creeds. Good job. Yeah, we did it together this <laughs> time. Amusement parks. Are you going to the fair this week? Nope. Why? It's so I fun. I do not like the fair. There's what? There's more than like four people there at any given moment. <laughs> so I'm good on that. I'm, I love the state fair. Yeah, I'm good off that. That's no. I'm We're fine. going in a couple of days. I'm so excited. Yeah. Get all the food. I used to go to the fair as a kid, and then yeah. I wised up as a grown no, person it's so i thought fun. about i thought about going just to see the animals like yeah. when they you go and you get to see the pigs and stuff but they i really these, just don't um, care the little tiny pigs and they race around a little track for oreos they get oreos at the end of the race no kidding it's super cute Man, yeah that sounds like me on a friday <laughs> it's so cute so they do like the little oreo pig race and then they have a pig that swims it jumps into this little thing of water and it gets an oreo too nice yeah. so yeah. definitely gotta see that and I almost came home with a bunny last year. It oh my was God. so you... close. Dirk was like, please do not do that. Yeah. And it was like a Disney movie little cartoon bunny. It was yeah. the cutest thing like, I've ever seen in my life. The big eyes had a personality. Yeah. I was like, like fully prepared to buy it. And I was looking at it and it already had sold on its little ticket. Yeah. And Dirk oh, was man. like, thank That's God. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I So... There's another festival we're going to, yeah. is it this Saturday? It is. Yeah. Yes. The 19th mm-hmm. Cryptid Festival. Yep. In Heiko. Heiko, yeah. I'm super so. excited. I think it's at, um, you know the Free Folk Brewery in Fayetteville? Yes. They opened a second location, and that's in Heiko, so I'm pretty sure that's where the festival is. Oh, I that's I haven't cool. been before. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't even, I don't think I've ever even heard of the Cryptid Festival. I hadn't either. But how long has it been going on? Do you know? Nope. But we'll report back on the next episode okay. when we know yeah. more about it. So if you're in the area, Heiko, West Virginia, on August 19th, check out yeah. the Cryptid Festival. We'll be signing autographs. <laughs> right. Just kidding. No one even I knows what we look like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So Lake Shawnee. Yes. All right. Yeah. Let's get started. Oh, man. So, my beard is making sounds in the <laughs> foam. Lean back like, a little bit. I really got to trim up. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Like... It's okay. Just lean back. Drink your coffee. So we're going to start our story in the 1920s in southern West Virginia. This okay. is going to take place very close to Princeton, which is in Mercer County. So it starts with a businessman named Conley T. Snido, maybe? Hang on one <laughs> uh, You said the 1920s? Yeah. So this is, is it just before the Great Depression or just after? Uh, Man, slacking on your research. 1926. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Don't call me out like that. 
<laughs> you know, I don't know anything. <laughs> All right. I don't know if it's Snitto or Snidow. Let's go with Snitto. Conley T. Snitto. Okay. Good like name. Widow, but with a snuh at the beginning instead. <laughs> <laughs> he buys an old farm known locally as the Clay Farm because that was the name of the family that owned it prior to him. And we yeah. will get into that later on in the story. Not because that's what they grew on the farm. Right. No. <laughs> they weren't growing clay. clay. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we grow pots, <laughs> we grow plates, we grow. All kinds of stop. Okay. Clay accessories. So Conley um, acquires this property and he decides that he wants to turn it into an amusement park. So he gets it all fixed up. There's a pond on the farm and he cleans it up so people can go swimming in it. He gets canoes. He adds a water slide to the pond. That is one of the main attractions. He also builds a dance hall and a speakeasy for the adults. Ooh, yeah, that sounds I, fun, right? I want to interrupt again one, one <laughs> second about the canoe thing. Uh-huh. Um, do you know what the most dangerous kind of canoe is? No. Vol canoe. <laughs> 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 It's not even where I was planning on using that sound. It just came up. Okay. So he has the pond. They can swim. They can canoe. There's a water slide, dance hall, a speakeasy. He has concessions. There are game booths set up, like the games that you would see at any fair. He also has cabins that families can rent out to stay like the weekend or however long they're visiting. And then the two big attractions, he bought a Ferris wheel, um, some other little rides, and he had a big circular swing. So yeah, we'll I know about the swings yeah. and the Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two things I really know about. Right. So th- those were the two like big rides. The swing was one of those large circular ones where you get on it and it kind of swings you out and up in the air. Yeah. It was made out of wood. So that was um, one of the main attractions. Even the modern ones like don't really seem that safe. It's like no. a, it's like just a normal swing chair with a chain as a Yeah, as you're a safety very belt, loosely, loosely attached in there. It's like, yeah, we're going to swing you at... Seems like like 50 miles an hour, <laughs> yeah. and you're going to go at like an angle. Hundreds of feet in you're the like, air. I really just don't feel super safe about this. No, but that when I was a kid, that was one of my favorite rides at the State Fair. Yeah, mine too. It was a big swing, yeah. yeah. It was the only one that didn't go super, super like high, yeah. and I was scared of heights. So. <laughs> so he gets it all fixed up, and the park opens in 1926, okay? So things are pretty good for a while, first like 30 years, things are okay. Yep. Disaster happens in the summer of 1955. Oh, boy. So set the stage for you. Set the scene. It's packed. You know, it's the middle of summer. Rides yeah. are only 10 cents each, so it's pretty affordable for the families in the area. It's yep. like a good place to bring your family. Um, and what happened was a truck, di- a truck driver was delivering some supplies in the area, and he was asked to move his truck, and he backed up towards the swings and didn't realize that he was really too close to them. And there was an 11-year-old girl on the swings. And as it started going and she started spinning out, she hit the truck and it killed her like instantly. Oh, gee. Horrible, isn't it? That... Tell that that's so bad. Yeah, awful. And it was um that that death is pretty well documented. It said she was eleven. She was wearing a pink frilly dress, which is important to remember for later. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? I, no, I was just thinking, like, was it white before and it got all blue? Shut up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you deserved that. 
horrible, horrible. Moving on. So um, that happened in 1955. The next incident that was pretty well documented was on July 3rd, 1966. So we're on 4th of July weekend. Yep. Again, the park 11 years packed. later. Tons of people there. There's a young boy swimming in the pond, and he got his arm stuck in a drainage pipe and oh. get out, and he drowned. And got ate by a Mekong catfish. Oh, no, because they found oh. them later. And they're not native to North America. Right. Yeah. No, no man-eating catfish here. They said that if he had been calling for help, it, he wouldn't have been heard due to the crowd size because there were so many people there. That was me. I hit my, my oh. hand. Sorry. Um, and so they don't know if he was able to call for help. If he was able to, he wouldn't have been heard. Yeah. There was just too well, many people there. He, you said he drowned? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe he was... He was probably like swimming under the water and got his yeah. arm stuck on, in the pipe somehow. And it just held, like, held him under. Yeah. So you wouldn't be able to, like, he wouldn't be able to, or maybe he that's how, he drowned faster because he was yelling for help. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Very sad either way. So um, we have the girl in the swings, the boy in the pond. Those were the two I could find with the most, um, like, records about them. The other deaths are a little less clear exactly what happened. I found in a lot of places that there were six deaths total, but I'm not completely sure what the other four were because there were yeah. so many different reports. So I found like a couple places said that there was a boy that got hit on the road to the park by a drunk driver. Like he was crossing the road to go into the park and got hit. Yeah. There was one report that said a girl was found, a young girl was found behind the ring toss game with no like cause of death. She was, they didn't know oh, what happened to her. She yeah, sure. There was uh, one book that said that two brothers fell out of a car on the Ferris wheel and died, but they were like roughhousing oh, in the car and fell over yeah. the edge. Um, there was a place that said somebody else drowned also in the pond, and then maybe a couple of heart attacks, which if all of those happened, that adds up to more than six. So that's why I'm not sure which of those actually did happen, other than we know right. for sure the girl in the swing and for sure the boy drowned in the pond. The other yeah. four deaths, it's kind of... The records weren't as well kept. Yeah, so. I could I could see, like, maybe people talking about, yeah, more people have drowned in there, too. They just... Right, yeah. It's not publicized. Mm-hmm. And then, so maybe they're made up. And also, like, you would think that it would be pretty publicized that the two boys fell out of the Ferris wheel. Right. But, like, heart attacks, do they... Like, they're not really counted as, like, tragic deaths, because that happens no, all the time, I guess. Yeah. So maybe... I don't know. I so mean, it's still it's hard, a tragic. Yeah. But, uh, but overall, it it was said in a lot of places that there were six deaths total at the park. Yeah. I just don't know what the other four were exactly. Which isn't a lot, but it's weird it happened six times. Six times. <laughs> so um, after that, um, the boy drowned in 1966. The park was closed for an investigation, and it did not reopen due to just so much negative publicity. Okay. There had been incidents so it just kind of sat there it became overgrown um you know the grass got tall vines started to go up through the ferris wheel through the swings things started to deteriorate fall apart it was just sitting there rotting there's some of those photos that you have where i mean like vines and stuff hanging from the so that'll be on our instagram in the Mm -hmm. photo dump so it's just kind of sitting there um wasting away and people start exploring that area stories start to spread so notably even still today, people that go there will claim to see a young girl on the swing yep. or they will see one swing moving on its own while others are not. 
Yeah, Melinda, your girlfriend has a story about that. Do you yeah, want to share that here? Sure. Um, so she, this is when her daughter was really young. I think like two or three. So this has been like a bunch of years ago. So um, probably like eight years ago. So she was she was actually going through. I told her to send me the video that she had of the swing moving by itself because people have that story too. And uh, she said she was like going through like all these super old pictures. Mm-hmm. She found like old pictures of us from like three years ago, four years ago, <laughs> where like like the first selfie we ever took was like Cute. in a movie theater. It was super blurry. <laughs> like so, she has that on her computer. That's cute. But she was like scrolling through, and she's like, I didn't even know. I still had half these pictures, but she found, so the one video she did find was, um, the, one of the swings moving by itself, but she said it was, she's kind of too close for you to tell that it's actually doing it by itself and that nobody's touching it. So I'll, I'll see if she can send that to us and then I'll, I'll see if I can post that too. But, um, I, I'm not sure if she had like a better video or not, but the, the main story um, that she was telling me was that they went and her daughter was super young and she wanted to play on the swings with this other little girl. Right. And she's like, there's, she's the only little girl that's here. Oh, horrible. There's no other her, little girls. So Melinda's daughter was saying she wanted to go play on the swings yeah. with the little girl and that mm-hmm. there was no one else there. Yep. No one oh, else there. She's like three. Right. And so, and clearly like she doesn't know that this place is. She right. wants to go play with this other little girl, and there's no one there. Awful. And then um, I, th- I think this is the same place that she was telling me that her she was holding her, and she kept getting really mad that somebody was pulling her hair and met like messing with her and stuff. And she's like, "There's like there's nobody else there." Yeah, and there's no. And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like getting super upset about it. Mm-hmm. Like doesn't know how to deal with it because. Right. Two or three years old. Yeah. Number one, and somebody's pulling her hair and won't stop. Right. So, so yeah, super spooky. Yeah. Also, also weird that like kids can see stuff. Oh, for that sure. Adults can't. Mm-hmm. And that happens so much. Yeah, and maybe we should do like a kind of like a sciencey kind of episode on like hauntings and figure yeah. out like maybe do some research into like why that is because it, like do ghosts just reveal themselves to kids or <laughs> is there something different about kids that they can see stuff that we can't yeah i think like kids and animals are more yeah tuned to that maybe because they don't have calcified pineal glands from the fluoride in the water stop <laughs> we're not no. we're not doing that we're doing this is where i need like an alex jones button <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that is happening from, um, so the park closed in 1966, and that happens kind of up into the 80s. People explore, and there's a lot of stories of people seeing a girl there. Um, They're also talking about hearing chanting almost, or like voices, but they can't make out what's being said. That happens in a lot of reports, and uh, that kind of, you know, goes along with what Melinda experienced seeing a girl, and then her daughter saying that there's someone there messing with her, but there's nobody else there. Yeah. And so um, prior to recording this today, my sisters came in and recorded to share their experience at Lake Shawnee. So we're going to put that in for you right here. 
All right, I am here with my two younger sisters. Uh, for our listeners that don't know us, Caitlin is the middle, Riley is the youngest, and they are our very first ever special guests on the podcast. And they are here to tell us about their experience at Lake Shawnee. Yes, okay. Thank you for having us. We're very excited. Very excited. And so this took place almost exactly nine years ago to this day. Like, I think three days ago is when we went. Three days ago, nine years ago. Um, so it was myself and Riley. And a couple of our cousins, uh, Megan, Matthew, our Aunt Latrinda, and our grandma, who we call Mama. And um, I'd never heard of Lake Shawnee prior to our trip. I don't know even how we ended up going. Maybe someone saw I it on TV. I honestly think that it was just like a, we were looking for something to do, day trip kind of thing. We were just bored. And I think that Latrinda found it, and we just decided to head out that way. So, yeah, somehow it came about that we were going to go and visit, and um, we decided to go, and I think they were closed. This wasn't like a, we didn't do like a actual scheduled group tour. We just decided to go look around, and so we kind of let ourselves in, and... Um, Which is probably not the way to do it, looking yeah, back, but... Like, <laughs> there's definitely like a proper channel if you want to go visit, and yeah. I recommend doing that. Don't like don't jump trust the fence. Pass. Yeah, <laughs> um, but again, but you live and you learn. You so. live and you learn. So now we know better. Anyway, um, so we went to Lake Shawnee, and I remember walking in, and the first thing I saw was like an old school bus, and I'm pretty sure it was full of like clowns, like clown like dolls, hanging. clown dolls. Yeah, and one was like hanging by its neck, like in a noose from the top. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a little freaky. Um, some clowns. It's like a ticket shack. A ticket shack. Okay, yeah. Some of it's a little hazy. Like I said, it was about nine years ago. So I was, we were both like barely teenagers at that time. Um, so there was the bus and then the ticket shack. And the further you walk in, then you can see the rides. And I think there was more than one. There was a couple. But really the one that I remember was the swings. The swings and the Ferris wheel. Okay, yeah. Um, I've, I know I've seen pictures of the Ferris wheel, but like I said, I really just remember the swings. Um, so I remember we walked over, and we're just kind of looking at everything, and I didn't really know the history of Lake Shawnee. I just knew it was an old amusement park. I didn't know that anyone died there. I didn't know that it was haunted. Well, we had an idea that it was haunted. but So I think the way I remember it is we did not know anything that went down there, but we just knew that it was haunted, but we didn't know why. We didn't look into like what had happened there right. before. So we're walking around, looking at everything, taking pictures, and we decide to get a picture on the swings. So all of the cousins, Marley and myself, we sit on the swings and take a picture. And so the freaky thing that happened to us occurred after we got up, and it was really Riley who was affected. Mm -hmm. so you can share your experience. Um. So like, do you want... Do you want me to talk about the little girl? Okay. So we decided to take that picture, um, take a couple pictures, and we noticed on one of the swings there was like a little white teddy bear. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And so um, we get off the swings, and that was like the last thing we did before we were leaving. So we started walking back to the um, like entrance and to the car, and. It was like all of the sudden my entire body started to hurt. This is also Caitlin and I have not talked about this um, since it happened so. for nine years. So this <laughs> is the first time we're talking about it. Um, so my entire body started to hurt. I mean, like it was like bad, my back specifically. And I was what, 
13. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like I had anything going on. Um, and I remember telling like the family, like, I don't feel good. Like I'm, I feel like I'm in a lot of pain, but we were already leaving. So we were just kind of going to the car and I was walking in the front and you put your hand on the top of my head, like from behind me. And I remember stopping and turning around and being like, what did you just do? And you said, I just prayed over you, but you kind of did it like, like that little giggle. So I couldn't tell if you were being serious or not. I said, did you really, or are you just kind of being, are you just being funny? And um, you said, no, I actually did. And I told you that as soon as your hand touched me, all of the pain went out. Like I was, it's so weird to think about. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds crazy. Yeah. So um, like she said, eventually we found out that someone actually did die on the swings. A little girl died from riding, I think she hit a truck maybe. I think so. I think. Something like that, maybe like um, a truck back to But someone her. passed away on the swing. So in some weird way, we kind of feel like maybe Riley picked up her energy and she mm-hmm. was having like pain, maybe like the person that died experienced. And when I prayed over her, because I'm scared of demons coming home with us and I don't like haunted things like that. I'm, I'm like a, I don't watch scary movies. I don't like anything like that. So as soon as she started complaining, I was like, I felt like something was wrong. So I prayed that she would be healed. We would take nothing with us. And it was like she was healed instantly. It was so crazy. And I didn't even know that you prayed. That's like what's the craziest part is I turned around like that because to ask you what you had just done because all of the pain left my body. And if you remember, like, it, it wasn't like a sore muscle. Like, my, I was, you like, were hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the craziest part is um, since it was nine years ago, our cousin who was with us, Megan, I think it was Megan who sent us the pictures um, that we had taken that day and our own Trenda kind of zoomed in and there is a face. Will you guys put that on your Instagram? So you'll be able to see um, what we think might have been someone watching over us could be a ghost or a spirit or whatever you want to call it. Could have been the person who died on the swings kind of watching us and it's really creepy. It is. It could, you know, it's in like the the face that we can see in this picture is in the bushes. So it could be a number of things, but it does really resemble like a face and an eye that's like the only true like haunted experience i've had before not me but that was the first (laughs) one i think one of the first times and the best part of the story for the the real og ogs out there is that we went to olive garden after it was over Okay, so big thank you to Caitlin and Riley for coming on and sharing their story, and shout out to them for being our first ever special guests. Yeah. That was fun. I, so, I was telling you before this that mm-hmm. they they said that, like, they kind of trespassed a little bit, maybe right. shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, and don't I was, do that. I, I just thought that was so funny that, I, know. I, don't, I don't know why, <laughs> but I was sitting on the other side of the couch, and you can hear me laugh in the background. Yeah, that that was pretty funny. Don't do that. They were young. They didn't know any better. They've learned from the errors of their ways. Have they? Yeah, they don't trespass. <laughs> er, okay. Hope the statute of limitations is up on that. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. If it's not, and like, like your dad's a cop. Right, <laughs> yeah. Like, I got to arrest my own daughters for... <laughs> Trespassing 10 years ago. <laughs> when they were children and didn't know. <laughs> okay, but, um, so, Riley's story is pretty spooktastic. I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. That's pretty creepy. Don't like it. Um, and 
as like they were saying that the picture that my cousin Megan took, we'll put those on Instagram. Thank you, Megan, for sending those pictures. She has pictures of the Ferris wheel, the swing, uh, where they were sitting, and kind of what might be eyes looking through the tree behind them. If you want to believe yeah. that, if you don't, that's up to you. It could just be the light. I think it looks pretty creepy. Yeah, like there I was, might be something back there, but you I was have looking to believe what you want on that. I was looking at the pictures that you sent me mm-hmm. to post and they it definitely looks like something's there. It's it's a little unsettling um, to look at. Yeah. I couldn't look at it for too long. I started getting weirded out. Yeah. I, I was trying to figure out because that's the one that's circled, right? Yeah. So the I was looking at it and I was like, that I can't tell exactly what it is, yeah. but it's it doesn't it doesn't look like it's supposed to be there. No, and it does give me the creeps looking at it. Yeah. And like I've I've done photography for years. It doesn't look like just like normal artifacting that you yeah, get when you it's go a from, little weird. Like when you have like a weird contrast and the mm-hmm. and the file gets compressed. It doesn't look like that either. So oh, it's, you're scaring me. <laughs> it's odd to like look at, but you can't really like I can't really tell exactly what it yeah. is. So So when I was putting together my research for this episode, I had texted um, my aunt and my cousins and my sisters that were on that trip because I wasn't there. And I was like, hey, if you guys want to talk about what you experienced, let me know. And so my aunt was finding pictures and my cousin was sending pictures. And my aunt Latrinda sent that one and said, hey, I just zoomed in and I kind of noticed something here in the background. And she zoomed in and sent that. And it was like 11 p.m. at night. And I got so scared looking at it. I was home by myself. Um, the, you know, the light in our living room is not working right now. So it was kind of dark in here. I had like some, a little lamp going, um, and it was in our group chat. So Riley got it at the same time as me. And she called me immediately and was like, you got to come stay the night. I'm scared now. (laughs) I was like, no, you got to come here. I'm not going outside. So we were just trying, we were trying to look at it, but not look at it because we were getting freaked out. But yeah, so that'll be up on our Facebook and our Instagram. Um, and you can kind of decide for yourself what you think is in that picture. Uh, I don't know. I'm getting scared thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yuck. Okay. So um, to summarize up to this point, we have the park that was opened. People died there. Some pe- creepy things happened after. Yep. Now. Now people are trespassing and exploring. And stuff. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to make it a little even scarier. And oh, we're going to go back in time and talk about the Clay family that is, owned the land before Conley turned it into an amusement park. Does this have, is this the part where. The Snapchat that you sent me, that no, <laughs> you have like the bold letters. Okay, it's coming after okay, that. Cool. Okay. okay, Clay family. So the history of the land with the Clay family. This kind of um, leads to a theory that the grounds are cursed. Oh boy! So let's get into that. All right. Oh, so. Oh. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting nervous. Okay, there was a man named Mitchell Clay. He settled in the area in the 18th century with his wife and guess how many children? Uh, um, is it a lot or like just one? It's a lot. Oh, geez. Okay. Let me guess. 34. Okay. No, not that many. Uh, 17. 14. 14. Yeah. My Too many. <laughs> great-grandmother had 17 kids. That's wild. None of them were twins. So. Oh, wow. So 17 kids and... That makes um, my body only, hurt thinking about um, that. It's my grandpa and all of his brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. But there's only like nine or ten of them still alive. So 
Wow. That's sad. No, let's skip. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's sorry. Skip past it. <laughs> All right, so Mitchell Clay, his wife, his 14 children, they settle in 1775. They were some of the first um, white settlers in that in this area. Okay. Okay. So Clay comes along. He claims 800 acres of land that the Shawnee people had already been using. So we're going to hit him with a... Sad. Yeah. So he, he claimed 800, 800 acres yeah. of land. Yeah. That the Shawnee people were already using. So... Obviously, that creates a little bit of conflict. We have some fights. Right. We have some skirmishes because yeah. they were already there. Um, 1783 is when things really came to a head. And this gets super sad. So Mitchell had gone out on a hunting trip. And while he's gone, his oldest son, Ezekiel, his youngest son, Bartley, and his daughter, Tabitha, are killed by the Shawnee. Oh, so they showed up at his house while he was gone. Yeah. So they, um, let me see, Bartley is killed with an arrow and Tabitha was stabbed. They're attacked and killed near each other, kind of close to the property. Ezekiel is kidnapped and taken away to Ohio. So Mitchell comes back from the hunting trip, finds out what happens, obviously goes crazy, goes insane as anyone would. So he um, gets some men to go with him and they go looking for Ezekiel. And when they find him, they're too late. He's been tied to a stake and burned and killed. Oh, horrible, God. horrible, horrible. One, so he's in Ohio. Yeah. So they, they, so first of all, 1783, right? And yes. So, and they went to Ohio from Mercer County, West Virginia. Yeah. Looking for his son. So, like a day's long trip on a horse. Yeah. Okay. Quite a while. So, um, he comes back and is telling everyone in his community what happened, which I imagine would not be that many people. Like, you're probably pretty spread out at this time. If Mitchell himself has 800 acres of land, it probably takes a little while for the word to spread. I don't know. Maybe. I wasn't there, but I'm guessing. But at this time, don't they all have, like, a place that everyone goes to? Yeah, there's probably, like, a town. Yeah. I don't know. Princeton, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's, like, telling everyone what happened. Um, and fear starts to spread quickly. People are afraid that they're going to be next to get killed by the Shawnee. So um, a group of men, including Mitchell, forms a mob, and they they kill several Shawnee over the next few weeks. But it's important to note that they did not try to find who was responsible for killing the Clay children. They were just killing indiscriminately. So like even the innocent oh. Shawnee, they were just massacring, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they weren't Ooh. they weren't trying to find the ones that killed his children. Yeah. <laughs> I did not plan on that sound effect being used so many times this yeah, episode, but it's really fitting in. Yeah. Sad stuff. It is. Maybe so, find something we can use the applause on. Okay. So. There's not gonna be anything. <laughs> this okay. is a sad story. <laughs> uh, maybe at the end. So that um, that history there leads people to believe that you know the massacre and the bloodshed on both sides the, of the children and of the Shawnee might have cursed the land. Now yeah. this, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, bad stuff. I'm not saying 100 percent that's what happened, but it definitely makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now this is where I sent you the Snapchat when I was making my notes, and I have it in bold print letters. But wait, there's more, and it gets worse. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so. In 1985, a man named Gaylord White bought the abandoned park and was going to reopen it. 
Yay! Good job. <laughs> Good job, Mr. White. Yay. So, um, and he d- didn't really know like the history of the land, of course. Right. Who would? So he um, tried to reopen it for a few years. He had to rebuy some of the stuff that had been sold off in the meantime. So yeah. he had to buy a new Ferris wheel and reorder like swings because he okay. wanted to kind of bring it back to the way it was before. Right. So he orders a new Ferris wheel, gets the swings. Guess what? Did he reorder any of the dead bodies that no, were there? I think so. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> this gave me the creeps when I read this, okay? Boy, okay. The swings that he bought and had delivered back to the park. Were they the originals? Were the or- <gasps> They had the same serial number as the original no. swing set. Yes. Nice. That's Ooh. good. I didn't know that until my aunt and Trenda told me, and then I like read, ended up reading about it in my research. This, the original swings found their way back to Lake Shawnee, the ones that that little girl died on. Cursed. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Can't, you can't see <laughs> the listeners can't see the face that you just made at me, but it's like the most Scooby Doo don't go in that haunted mansion face I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. So the original swings found their way back to Lake Shawnee. Ugh. Yeah. Horrible. Boo. Okay. So he has it open for like three years and then he has to close it again because insurance rates like skyrocketed astronomically and they couldn't afford to keep it right. open as an amusement park anymore. So they closed the park, but uh, White still owns the land. So they did a couple different things with it. I was reading, they had some fishing tournaments there at the pond. They were going yeah. to make like a mud bogging place. And also wanted to kind of turn the land into a housing complex, like build a big neighborhood there or something. Oh, good. Right. Yeah. So this is where the it gets worse comes into play. Oh, good. Okay. Construction begins and workers start digging up a lot of Native American artifacts. Oh. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure cool. you can imagine where this is going. Yeah. This is like, isn't yeah. that like the plot of The Shining where Probably. they dig up all the... It's the plot of every scary thing that ever has happened. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they, they start finding all these artifacts. And so they get some people from, I believe it was Concord University and Marshall University come in to help yeah. with the archaeology and like the digging and everything. Because right. they're like, oh, there's, there's something to this here. We don't want to like ruin everything. There's history here. So they get professionals to come in. They start digging it up. And then they find bones. Good. They find more bones. And Good. They find more bones. Good. And these bones belong to children. Oh, no. Yeah, and it's... Well, not really in a bad way. It was a... They found out that this was an ancient Native American burial ground. Oh. Yeah, and it was older than the Clay's settlement by hundreds of years. Yeah, so probably even, like, not even the same tribe. Um, Well, yeah, so it it might have added to the conflict with the Shawnee if they knew, like, that that was... I mean, maybe they used it. I don't really know the history there. Yeah. Well, that, no, I'm just saying. It they, was a burial like, ground. Probably sacred land to them. Yeah. Sure. So all the tribes, there's probably been like multiple different, like multiple different tribes that have been through the land and used it as like different spots yeah. throughout time. So. Yeah. So um, obviously construction stops. Okay. Because they're digging up right. graves. Yeah. Um, and White decides like he doesn't want anything else to happen on the land. He doesn't want to disturb the the graves and the things that were buried there yeah. is what he said. Oh. But he also like um turned it into an attraction spot. Yeah. So I mean like it's oh. kind of like 
uh, you want the, the area to be respected, but you're also, I don't know. You know those spots and like, is it like New River Park where like they get kids to go and they like dig up like gems and stuff in the sand? Yeah. He like has them like digging up like oh, Native artifacts. American Indian bones yeah. and stuff. Like, Yikes. Okay, so um, the construction was stopped. The he, uh, White decided to just kind of leave it as the abandoned amusement park. So all the stuff is still there. And like earlier when I was saying that some of the things were sold off, the Ferris wheel and the swings, there's a lot there that was originally there from the 20s too, like the ticketing booths and things like that. Right. And obviously the original swing found its way back. So if you go there, you can see the stuff that was there from back in the 1926 when it was first opened. Okay. Okay. But I'm getting a little bit of ahead of myself. So while construction was happening, before they realized that they were digging up bones and stuff, a lot of the construction workers were telling stories of seeing a girl on the swings and seeing the swing moving when the wind wasn't blowing. Good. So it's the same stories that were happening between the 60s and the 80s when people were exploring before it was reopened. It's the same stories. And there's an, one pretty scary experience happened. Somebody got locked inside of an old ticket booth, but it was a push door. So from the inside of the ticket booth, she should have just been able to push the door open and walk back right. out. But the door was, she couldn't get out. So she was screaming for help. Um, and somebody came and really easily opened the door up from the outside. Yeah. And, there, and they looked and there was no lock on the door. Turns out it was just like a mismarked pool door. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just came up and like opened it easily and got her out. But um, so there was not really a reason for her to be locked in it unless she was just pushing when she should have pulled. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah know. A typical thing that I do at IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, White and his family did not develop the property because of the graves, but they do host tours and other events for people to come explore the area. Um, they did like put a marker where the clay children were murdered. And I think they also like talk about the history of the Shawnee. If you go there on a tour, so they are, you know, acknowledging the past now and kind of giving some respect to it, but it's also still an amusement attraction, you know? Yeah. It would be interesting to see like what, what the even older history is. Like, like even like, so, cause you said the burial site was, Hundreds of years beforehand. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see, like, is that different people that have been through? Or is it, like, did they use it as a, did multiple tribes use it as a burial right. site? Or did, is it, like, did they think it was sacred? And that's why they, like, buried everyone there. Mm-hmm. And then some guy just came around and was like, oh, I'm taking mm-hmm. this part. This yeah, I'm going to live here, here now. My, my family and my 14 kids. <laughs> like, Imagine if you just showed up one day at like a graveyard, like a normal cemetery with headstones and stuff. And you're like, I'm going to build a house here. Right. It's horrible. Like, and, and, and maybe the, maybe the clay family didn't know, but like they still knew that the land was being used by the Shawnee. Yeah. Like maybe they didn't know it was a graveyard, but they still knew that it wasn't, it was already occupied yeah i guess i mean yeah yeah the natives weren't really using headstones for everyone but i guess uh, still it's Mm -hmm. you still (laughs) i don't know it's there's i guess there's nothing official like native americans weren't really using like pallbearers and stuff like carrying a (laughs) casket and they're like hey this is by the way everyone this is our cemetery 
And they're like, okay, we won't build a house there. But instead they're like, yeah, we're going to, I'm yeah. going to put a house here and a pond and <laughs> I'm going to make people have fun here. Yeah. Something you're not supposed to do in a cemetery. Right. So. Yeah. It just got a little disrespectful <laughs> yeah. to say the least. Um, but I have a few more stories of like um, experiences people have had at Lake Shawnee. Okay. So one comes from Gaylord White's son. His name is Chris, and he's the one who leads all the tours and stuff now because his father has since passed away. Right. So Chris is kind of in charge of the whole operation now. Um, but he told a story of his dad was on a tractor mowing the field and said he kept feeling a weight on his shoulders. And this would happen a lot when he was mowing. He would yeah. kind of feel a weight. Kind of like Riley's story. Right, yeah. So one day he's mowing. He feels the weight again. He didn't know what it was. So he turned around and the little girl that was usually on the swings was in the field watching him wearing her her pink ruffle dress yeah. that she's wearing and all the stories that she died in. And um, she's giving him the middle finger. <laughs> right. So White said that he wasn't scared of the girl. He didn't feel scared, but the only thing he could think of was this quoted, Well, if you like this tractor so much, I'm going to give it to you. So White gets off the tractor, left it sitting there, and it's still sitting where he left it in the late nineties. Cause he Half mowed grass. Yeah, he decided, he said the little girl, he thought, he felt that she liked watching the tractor and he wanted to just leave it there for her. So it still sits there. Oh, good. Yes. And after White passed away, um, his wife told a story of there was, they have security footage of a safety bar on the Ferris wheel just unfastening itself in the middle of the night. And she kind of attributes that to maybe being her husband because she said he was always very particular about the bars on the Ferris wheel, like being locked up so people couldn't get on it. Yeah. Like he wanted it to be safe. And so she, th- she feels like maybe it was him undoing it just to kind of like give a message to his wife. I don't really know, but it is kind of weird that it would just unfasten itself yeah. in the middle of the night. And they have that on video. Hmm. So I think you can see, they might see, show it to you if you go there. I don't know. But now in up in present modern day, people that go on the tours will claim to hear footsteps They'll hear mysterious voices or chanting, but can't ever quite make out what's being said. A lot of people will see the girl or they'll see the swing moving on its own when the other ones around it are not moving. The wind's not blowing. There's no reason for one swing to be moving, which is what Melinda saw. I think um, a lot of people have seen it. That's like the most common story I've heard from that is the number one people seeing the little girl and then the swing moving by themselves. So right. Um, I thought this was kind of interesting. A lot of some people have reported seeing a Native American man walking out of the pond. Out of it? Yeah. And scary, huh? He's got like a like that little kid's head. Oh, don't say that. Dude, that's dark. <laughs> yeah, but so they report seeing a Native American man walking. By the way, listen, this is sort of off topic, but you said mm-hmm. that, that that kid got killed by an arrow. And I was yeah. watching an Instagram reel, and this guy was showing this really old surgical tool where there was a prince who got shot in the face in oh. some really famous battle mm-hmm. by an arrow. And normally that would be fatal, but he's the prince. So the surgeons of the time, which super, like, <laughs> you're really classing it up to call them surgeons. Yeah. So this like is like the 1500s. One saw. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they they had the blacksmith come in. And he made this tool where you could, so they broke off the the arrow shaft, and he made this tool where you could go in, screw 
Um, well, basically it's like a reverse pair of pliers. And so it's kind of clamps down. You open it up to go into the face and clamp onto the arrow head part of it. And then you have this other part that you could push into what the rest of the shaft was. And it would kind of open up the, uh, pliers a little bit and then you could pull the entire arrowhead out of the guy's face and so and i think there's like yes and he survived and there's a painting of him with a big scar on his face so wow yeah good technology i I mean i wouldn't say it's good it was more like (laughs) got the job done the blacksmith had to do it or he'd get his hands chopped off or something like that this is 1500s england so yeah okay um let me see where I was. Oh, so I said that people will see the Native American man walking. They also report seeing orbs, like those little balls of light that just kind of fly around. Yeah. You can pick them up on videos. And That's another thing that I want to, like, we really should do, like, a science episode yeah. on it. Because I want to know what that stuff is. My The same cousins that I've been talking about for this story, they lived in a mega haunted house up near Harper's Ferry okay. in Shepherdstown. And... There, my I'll see if my aunt still has it. I don't know if she does because it's been so long ago. But they would get orbs like in their house all the time. And there was one you can see it plain as day. She was taking a video of her dog running across the living yeah. room, and there's an orb chasing after it. Oh, geez. there's so so many spooky stories of that house up in Shepherdstown yeah. and kind of Harper's Ferry area. So we will definitely do an episode on that region. Yeah. I know I've seen like on some of the ghost hunting shows and stuff where you can, you know, you can find. Uh, like, they'll be like, yeah, this looks like an orb, and it moves in, like, a straight line. Yeah. And then they're like, we know it's not a bug, because bugs kind of move in, like, a different sort of pattern. Mm-hmm. And there's also bugs that we see in this, and they right. don't look like a perfect sphere. Yeah. But then sometimes they do. And so I remember going to uh, St. Augustine uh, years ago, and it's, like, the supposedly the most haunted place in America or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um in one of the oldest cities and they, you can go on this ghost tour and they take you to where like there's this graveyard and they're like, yeah, if you take pictures, you'll catch an orb. And it's like, it's Florida. There's mosquitoes <laughs> everywhere. And everyone is using their flash on the camera. Yeah. Like, we caught a hundred orbs. It's like, yeah, okay. Bugs. <laughs> yeah. Sure you did. Yeah. Um, and then something else that people will experience there are cold spots, especially near the swings. A lot of people will go and put their hands kind of over the swings that you sit on, and they will feel yeah. cold air passing under, but not in other locations. So that's like kind of the best thing I could think of. I love being <laughs> cold. cold. Spot. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah. So um, Lake Shawnee has had a few recognitions. It was featured on Travel Channel's Most Terrifying Places in America and Discovery Channel's Ghost Lab. And according to a book called Haunted West Virginia by Patty A. Wilson, which is where a lot of my research came from, it was labeled as one of the most haunted sites in the world. So, and then also while I was kind of reading about this, there it goes kind of back and forth of people who experience these things and just think it's kind of cool and interesting that they're connecting with what they think are spirits. And then other people were actually scared by it. Yeah. So like Gaylord White, the the man who bought it, in the eighties and reopened it when he experienced the thing where he saw the girl while he was on the tractor, he wasn't scared, but there have been other stories where like ghost hunters and people from these TV shows will go and they'll leave in the middle of the night because they're too freaked out about it. They just get like this eerie feeling and they feel like they're in danger. So I don't really know what causes some people to experience things and not be scared and others to be terrified by it. 
but it's kind of split 50-50. I'm willing to believe that a lot of the Ghost Hunter TV shows are, like, playing it up. Yeah, that's probably true. That is, like... They like to dramatize it a little bit. Yeah. There's been reports that have come out before of, like, a lot of, like, the Discovery Channel stuff Mm -hmm. being almost entirely faked. Yeah. So... But. Yeah, they probably add a little bit. But if anyone's interested in going to Lake Shawnee, please don't trespass. Please do it the right way. Yeah. You have to schedule a tour with Chris White. You can schedule private tours or group tours. But they also do some this big event in October called the Dark Carnival. And so they do like stuff at night and kind of yeah, have okay. it a little extra special. But you can go to wvlakeshawnee.com. They have a schedule of tours and all their events. You can read a little bit about the history of the place. You can read about Dark Carnival. They also have a, a tab where visitors can post their own stories. So I was reading through those. It's a lot of the same things of people having stuff show up in the background of their pictures, feeling cold air, seeing orbs, things like that. Yeah. And then they have a merch store too, if you want a t-shirt or something. <laughs> but Of course they do. Yeah, yeah. right. Because why wouldn't they? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you can capitalize on it, why wouldn't you? Yeah. So this episode went by a little faster than I was expecting, but while I was trying to read about this, I was getting so scared. <laughs> like, keep yeah. pausing. I don't uh, know. It's I, just the idea of see, like actually seeing the figures there. Like, if I went there and saw a little girl at the swings in a pink frilly dress staring back at me, I think I would die on the spot. <laughs> My heart would yeah. stop beating, and I would just cease to exist. That is so scary to think right. about. Yeah. And and we kind of talked about this on the Greenbrier Ghost episode. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts. Like, I don't think your family member is coming back to talk to you. Right. But I do think there is spooky stuff that you should not be messing with. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not trying to talk to any spirits or anything like that. I think it gets a little dangerous. And I just don't think that we're meant to really mess with that too much. Yeah. This, Everybody has their different beliefs, but right. I mean, I don't necessarily think that it's the spirit of that little girl that got killed on the swing, right. but I do believe there could be something there yeah. that we should maybe this, not be interacting too this much. This is going to sound like super hippie-ish, mm-hmm. but I, definitely if something bad like that happens, like some guy shows up and murders a bunch of Native Americans, mm-hmm. then definitely messes up the energy in the land, right? Yeah. Like, There's a little bit of evilness there, maybe. Yeah. It's kind of how I think about it, and that's why I'm not trying to be too heavily involved in anything like that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. um, it definitely like messes like there's just something not right with some of that stuff that yeah, goes on. I agree. So there's I agree. a there's a few places like that where just mm-hmm. stuff like Gettysburg is one of the most haunted places in America, and just for good reason. Like <laughs> so many people, yeah, died. And you, I mean, it's the Civil War, so you've got. Like, literally, brothers and cousins killing each other mm-hmm. over, you know, and they're 15 at the time. Right. And so, it's... So sad. Yeah. And so, you're definitely, like, really just messing up the, the whole vibe mm-hmm. of the situation. <laughs> bad vibes. Yeah. Bad vibes. Yeah, for sure. So, um, but yeah, it's... I definitely feel like... E- it's it's not something that you want to go like and just goof around with for sure at all. Like, I think it does need to be taken seriously and I myself have never been to Lake Shawnee 
and I'm kind of undecided if I ever want to go because I, I love Halloween. I love scary stuff. I'll watch every scary movie. I'll go to all the like haunted trails and things that are pretend. But when it comes to things that were real or could be real, I'm a little more hesitant and reserved right. on those. I'm not trying to get possessed, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I'll watch a scary movie any night of the week, but I'm not trying to invite things like dark things into my life, you know? So yeah. I don't know if I don't know if I will ever go to Lake Shawnee. Maybe one day during the day, just to like look at it. But I'm probably not going to be attending um, any like midnight explorations. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a definitely spooky. not at night, yeah. especially because like I mean, it's a Native American burial ground. So there's mm-hmm. like, I mean, at night that just doesn't feel good. No, at all. I, I think it's pretty cool and interesting to learn the history of the place yeah. just like reading about it and stuff and uh, like the archaeologists i don't think we're doing a bad thing by seeing what was there so that we would know and preserve yeah. the history but i also am not trying to go there just for fun <laughs> you know what i mean right yeah and uh, and it's appalachia in the middle of the night yeah so there's no there's <laughs> stay out of the woods and there's the dog man mm-hmm. and there's too many things to name the the elves and there's just so many bad things that yeah go on in appalachian woods at night like we love appalachia but our spooky cryptid forest monsters go insane so have you seen (laughs) things like there's like a meme that is like the 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 european cryptid creatures and it's like like a fancy little dwarf like (laughs) Elf and dwarves and fairies, and then it's like like North American cryptids, and it's like a skinwalker and horrors. Like, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we, so that's is that the end? That's like Shawnee. Yep, that's it. That's like Shawnee. I have a uh, Appalachian ghost story for the next one too. Are you revealing it or is it? I'll say the guy's name. Okay, don't look this up. Wait for Shane to tell the story. <laughs> um, his name is Adam Livingston. Ooh, I don't think I've heard so, of this. I haven't heard of it, but people say that it is the one of the scariest ghost stories in Appalachia. Oh gosh. I think this is a Kentucky story, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But nice. So when I was doing this one... Um, we've talked about like some weird, creepy things in our past episodes, but this one kind of leaned a little more towards scary for me personally. It just creeped yeah. me out a lot. So, do you think your that your episode is kind of going to be scary or Probably. more weird, creepy? A little bit, maybe. Yeah, at least weird, creepy. Yeah, but I don't. I haven't. I literally haven't done the research on it yet. Right. So I saw like an Instagram video where yeah. they're like, "This is the scariest ghost story in Appalachia," right. and I was like. Mark it down. <laughs> and I mean, list. fear is so subjective. Other people might listen to this about Lake Shawnee and not be spooked at all. Yeah. But for me, it was a little extra scary. Maybe because it's kind of close to home, but. Yeah, it's like in your backyard. So. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah, that's one of the things that's very, like, even Harper's Ferry, it's like, that's your, mm-hmm. that's like right in your area. It's here, yeah. It's not that like, far away. It's it's not and like I've been there, you know. It's just yeah. it, it's weird when you read more about stuff that you are close to or yeah. experienced or know people that have experienced. Yeah, it's you're not as detached from it. It's also one of those things like, like I said, I mentioned Saint Augustine, and mm-hmm. it's like 
most of the bad stuff that happened was in like the 1500s when the Spanish were coming over and killing all the Native Americans in the land. Right. And it's like, you're a little bit detached from that because yeah, it's number one, it's far away geographically mm-hmm. and it's far away historically. And then there's been bad stuff that's obviously happened since then. But right. the, the fact that like this is, I don't know, so close to us. like uh, And still happening, like currently. Yeah. People are still seeing figures and having, you know, experiences yeah. there. Well, and it was the 80s when the guy wanted to, like, revamp this whole place, yeah. right? So. It's not that long ago. Right. So, but yeah. Um, I, so, I want to do Adam Livingston mm-hmm. next episode. And then maybe... How, how many episodes do we have after that? Just September episodes? Yeah, we'll have two in September, and then we have our October extravaganza. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll post your, mine, this episode comes out on the 17th. Yours will come out on the 31st. Then we'll have two in September, and then we'll start the cryptid extravaganza, which I'm super yeah. excited about. I'm excited, yeah. Those are my favorite. I already <laughs> forgot what we were going to do. Love the we, it's we in were going to do. It's in our Google Doc. <laughs> Don't worry, yeah. I wrote it down so, when we brainstormed it, because I knew that neither one of us would remember. Yeah. So I made sure to write it down. I wanted, so, listen, I had something weird happen to me the other day, speaking of cryptids, mm. because, so I went out to my boss's house. Mm-hmm. He was about to have... He's about to have his surgery and stuff. And so um, I went out. I just like took like dog food or whatever. But um, I was like, I was walking out and there was like someone yelling back through the woods. But I was like, so it's either like the drunk neighbor. (laughs) Or a horror beyond comprehension. (laughs) Yeah. But it spooked me for a second. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? But I've I've been there like really late at night before mm-hmm. and there was the wind wasn't blowing and there was like all the trees, like the leaves were off and stuff. And there was yeah. one tree that was like swinging back and forth like crazy. And I was like, oh, no, that makes me uncomfortable <laughs> because the wind's not blowing and that's the only tree that's moving. And it's like, and Yuck. it's it's just, it's pretty remote for mm-hmm. like the area. And so it's like, well. Uh, just there's don't like that yeah. hate that actually <laughs> so, i was like yeah i'm gonna leave yep. as fast as possible you've seen some pretty scary stuff in the woods behind your house maybe we'll get into that during the extravaganza maybe hope like, not <laughs> i don't want to talk about it ever again <laughs> actually so Thanks. yeah um when does when does school start back is it this week yeah i i for those listeners that don't know, I teach third grade. I love it. It's the best job in the world. Yep. So I start back on Thursday, and then I think the students start the next Thursday. Oh, next Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I go back this week, and then the kids will come back next week. Ooh. So school's starting. Yep. And that means that... Fall is coming. Fall is we coming. love fall. Spooky season. Spooky season. Well, that starts after, like, 4th of July, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's already Halloween decorations up in my house, so... Yeah. Yeah, like. <laughs> Summer up until the 4th of July, mm-hmm. and then it's Halloween until the 31st, and then November 1st is Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then December 1st is Christmas, mm-hmm. and then it's winter after the first of the year. Yep. And then February is Valentine's Day, and then there's nothing that happens until April Fool's Day, and then it's spring. 
Yep. President's Day, we don't count. <laughs> no. So. But so yeah, we're getting close to fall, close to our extravaganza. And then Cinco de Mayo, and then June first is my birthday. And St. Patrick's Day's in there somewhere. Nah. <laughs> West Virginia Day, Mothman Day. Um, we. I thought this is so unrelated. This has absolutely nothing to do with anything we've talked about. I thought of something to use the applause button on. What is that? Shane got a new car. I did. Yay! The the colored buttons on here, the the applause button matches the color it of my does. car. It yeah. It's so listen. Tell the people what you got. I got a 2024 Subaru Impreza. It's super cool. From I love it. Shout out uh Bill Cole Audemars Refilled. <laughs> That's where I got my Subaru. Yeah. I have a Forester. Yeah. So, um, Subaru and, uh, yeah, that place. Kelly, the finance lady, she really seemed like the kind of lady that would really like, like a spooky podcast. But go back and tell her about it. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, I didn't know how to bring it up. <laughs> I was I feel like, like a little business card you can start handing out to people. Yeah. Hey, this like, is my podcast. Please listen to it. Yeah. I was, because I was talking to her and she was like, and we were in the, like the, like whatever, like the finance office or whatever. And she mm-hmm. was like, you know, and she was like cracking jokes back and forth. And I was like, just this kind of like personality makes me think of somebody that likes, you know, like true crime documentaries, yeah. and haunted houses and mm-hmm. stuff. And so, but, uh, but yeah, it's got, it's got like all the features, right? It's so cool. The screen is humongous. It's like my tablet. Yeah. Like the tablet that I do a lot of my work on Mm -hmm. is that's almost how big it is. If not genuinely, it's I think it's actually because this is like a 12 inch tablet or whatever. Mm -hmm. The screen is like 11.6 inches or something like that. It's, it's stupid big, but it's, it's not even like, like it's obviously not like the fully loaded, whatever, every feature that they can pack on a car, but yeah. It's got more features than like the nicest thing that was being made <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, so if you're in Southern West Virginia and you need a new car, check out Bill Cole Subaru. Yeah. And they're big fans. So, listen, I, it's so weird because it's so they, they're like, yeah, we can't say that they drive themselves, but <laughs> if you turn on all the features that it has, it, <laughs> it almost, almost does. does. Yeah. And so it'll like center you back in the lane if you start to drift. Yes, yeah, so you can turn that on. I don't really love that as much. What I what I actually found myself using on the interstate is it's got like the automatic cruise control. I love that. It's so, so you can nice. set like how far you want to sense mm-hmm. ahead, and it'll speed you up and slow you down based yeah. on the car in front of you. Yeah, that is the best. So. I just set it on 100. Yeah. Wait till the a deer runs out of you, probably leaving here today, and it'll break for you. Yeah. So, um, I, it's got, um, like, automatic headlights, right? So, like, not oh, like... Yeah. So, it's got the high beams that are automatic. So, if huh. it senses people, it'll... Dirk has that on his truck. I don't and think mine has that. Yeah. But this has... It's, like, the craziest thing to watch, like, driving at night on a curvy road. Yeah. The headlights will turn... And follow the road with your steering wheel. Oh, that's pretty neat. And it's kind of neat. And then it's got um, backup camera. I've never had a backup camera before. I didn't either until I got my Subaru. Yeah. That's a whole new world. I didn't trust it at first. For like the first few weeks I had it, I didn't use it. I still was like looking over in my mirrors and everything. It took me a little bit to get used to. So, it's really nice. The only new car 
that I've ever had was my 2014 Malibu mm-hmm. that got totaled. Yeah, sad. Um, and I it was almost paid off too. Yeah, that was tragic. It. And then and so um, I got the Jeep, mm-hmm. and the Jeep was it was the same year I bought the Jeep used. Yeah. And then so, but the 2014 Malibu was brand new, and it didn't have like any of those features. Like, didn't it had cruise control? And it might have had Bluetooth audio. I don't remember ever yeah. using it, but um, my Jeep didn't have Bluetooth audio. It had cruise control, but it never worked because right. my ABS and traction control sensors <laughs> were always on. Yeah, so, the Jeep was cool, but it was time for something new. I think you made a good choice. Yeah. So, but now that's got like everything, mm-hmm. and the screen is ginormous, and it's so the Apple CarPlay will like I can pull up my navigation, yeah, my Spotify. And text messages, and it reads text messages to me. Mm-hmm. And I was, I found that out because I was trying to swipe away one. I thought you could. And yeah. it just tapped, and it was like, yeah, this <laughs> so-and-so said, blah, blah, blah. Do you want to respond? And I was like, I can respond to this. Yeah, with your voice. So, um, why did you drive past my house this morning? Because you texted me and said, <laughs> we said um, we're going to record at 10.04 a.m. Yep. And it was 10.05 and you weren't here. It was 10.05 and I was I was right. I was like 100 <laughs> feet away and I was going to text you and be like, stop, I'm here. I'm here right now. And I was and I was trying to tell Siri to respond to you and I drove past you and I was yep. trying to respond to you with my text. With my text speech thing. That's so funny. It was the dumbest thing. And, I was, and then I, so I had to pull into this other place down the road and turn around and yep. then Melinda texted me and I was trying to respond to her. <laughs> so, and by the way, she, so she said, like, good morning. Mm-hmm. It's just good morning. And I so I told Siri to respond, good morning, love you. And it put good morning, period, love you, period. Oh, no. And so that makes oh, me sound hateful. No. So <laughs> worst, worst case scenario. She texted me. I'll pull like, up what's your problem? Said. Yeah, she was. <laughs> what's wrong with you? Yeah, she said, um. She said, morning, love you. And she said, love you, period, back. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was, like, I was like, no, my Subaru added the periods. It wasn't, it wasn't me, me, I swear. Was... I'm, not... <laughs> I'm not angry. Yeah. I was like, I'm not mad. I promise. Oh, my gosh. When, when I worked at Dollar General in college, I had the best boss in the world. We all loved him. He was such a good boss. But he was older than us. And when he would text, he would put like three dots in his text messages. Yeah. Like dot, dot, dot. And then he would say something else and we put dot, dot, dot. And we hated it because it was just like, that's the worst text to read. You think they're mad at you. And so finally one day I broke and I was like, I, ca- I can't take this anymore. Why do you text us like this? Like we're all so on edge thinking you're mad. And then we get to work and everything's fine. And he's like, those are just my thinking dots. Like while I'm thinking, thinking typing dots. to you, I'll just put my thinking dots. And I was like, you... All of your employees are like 20 years old. You cannot yeah. text us with thinking dots. With peace and love, you have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, he thought that was the funniest thing ever. And he did. But he was like, what is wrong with all of you? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you cannot text us like that. Yeah. No punctuation. <laughs> That's What is that called? Like an ellipse Ellipsis. Or something? Yeah. yeah. And so you get that out of here. the three dots. And it yep. makes it seem like you're pausing to like make a point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Uh, so, like, I do that from time to time, mm-hmm. and it's – sometimes I use it as, like, thinking dots, but it sounds – sometimes it sounds It weird. sounds hateful. Yeah. And then – but the bad thing is when you put a period at the end of something, yeah, and it sounds – and you're – it's, like, stop, and it's, like, it, 
Mm-hmm. It's it's mean when you do it. It is. It's so. like when I text, it, if there's supposed to be a period there, I'll just break all the grammar rules and do a comma or like a hyphen so it's not as aggressive as a period, just in texting. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird how that has yeah. become a thing that a period is mean in a text message. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, I don't know like the culture of it is just mean. I. And the and you sound too you you don't want to be excited either because if you put like an exclamation point like you're happy then it's it might be too much yeah it's way too much I never send an exclamation point. <laughs> why would you do that if I do it's usually two exclamation points it's never like yeah. a single hardly ever it depends um, on who I'm texting to because yeah. you have like do you text different people differently yeah I like certain tones and like styles of how I will text right. people yeah. yeah no like. I, I definitely get that. Like, like I don't really send anything to Melinda that's like, like I do my boss. Right. Totally different. So like, and also, but mainly we talk about different stuff. Like, yeah. Like, for my boss, we talk about how much we hate the government. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's like, funny. look at all those three letter agencies. <laughs> oh my God. How bad they are. Um, no, like the, uh, I was going to say the, the period, like it added on for me and I was like, it's like the most first world problem to have, like, oh my, my brand new car. It's the model year. The year hasn't even happened yet. It's not even 2024. Yeah. And so the brand new car, it, when I got it, the day that I picked it up, the plastic was still on like the roof. They had to peel it off and like do the inspection and like you know, make sure everything worked and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it lets me respond. So I have a, like a thousand dollar phone in my pocket that I can pull up any information I want in the world uh-huh. that I send. I don't even have to talk to people. I can just send words, yeah. send words through the air to their also thousand dollar phone and uh-huh. they get it on and they get the words that come out of the air. And it, like, you <laughs> like explaining it to a caveman, that's what happens. And, and so we both spent uh, like an astronomical amount of money to have this tiny supercomputer in our pockets. Mm-hmm. And what's the what's the stat? Like these have more technology in them than it took to go to the moon. Probably allegedly go to the moon. And so, Stop. <laughs> and so, and my my car, my multiple thousands of dollars car, mm-hmm. brand new year hasn't even happened yet. Came off the truck the day I got it. Mm-hmm. Has the technology to connect. This thousand dollar piece of computer, yeah, and the words that come out of it to the car, yeah, and I can say words out of my mouth, and it makes it <laughs> on the car into my phone. <laughs> and the first world problem of it is it makes me sound hateful, yeah, it makes me sound mad. The problem when is it, it added a period where you didn't want a period, so now yeah. we're going to complain about it. <laughs> and I don't know how to fix that. Are you supposed to say, like, you could say, good morning, comma, love you? I could say, like, good morning, don't add a period there. No, because then don't it'll, add a period and it'll, it'll put, type out all those words. Yeah, and then put a period at the end. <laughs> at the end yeah. yeah. And then everybody's going to be like, this he's a crazy person. Yeah. Well, you are, but. <laughs> so, and it's also like I'm the worst person to give that kind of technology to because, like, as technologically literate as I am with mm-hmm. all the other stuff, the space age technology that we have now is like, I can't, I can't handle like my yeah. caveman part of my brain doesn't know how to deal with it. It's so funny because you and I are kind of opposites in our technology. Like I use my phone for everything, not like being hooked onto it, but just everything I have to do, I do it on my phone and like my car. I know all that stuff, but I 
barely know how to turn this thing on for the podcast and you know everything yeah. about the podcast our, so. our mixer stuff yeah yeah i was like where like, do i plug this in this morning i'm like yeah. how does this go in here so i don't if, know how to do any of that if but i, I know how to you, do the other stuff like if i just sat you down in like my office chair <laughs> yeah. and like was like here edit the podcast like, you would be like uh, i don't mm. what even program do you use because i have genuinely no knowledge three different audio programs on my desktop (laughs) i have to watch a youtube tutorial yeah you (laughs) wouldn't even know which one to use like no like the the program that comes with this that we can load sounds and stuff onto and off of it Mm -hmm. is a different audio program and i have adobe audition for like general like sound editing things that i have to do but all of my heavy stuff goes into pro tools yeah so it's i've got three different things that i have to use and like you wouldn't even you'd have no idea so it's pretty cool you just show up at my house and i put on my headphones and talk into my mic and then the magic happens and i love it yeah and then a podcast comes out it's magic right and i just text you some pictures and there's suddenly a facebook and an instagram post and it's great thank you (laughs) (laughs) good job (laughs) it's yep and then like i mean all of like the photography and stuff like that i do like all of the photo editing stuff and like photoshop and everything video editing that i do web development stuff that i do all of that technology yeah i I don't know how to i'm like a grandpa (laughs) when it comes to my car right (laughs) like my car's computer i'm like hey we all have our strengths and weaknesses so (laughs) anyway anyway. jinx jinx (laughs) that's all i have for today um on our next episode we'll be able to tell you how the cryptid festival went and we'll have another spooky appalachian ghost story yay (laughs) yay all right that's it Be safe driving home. Watch out for the not deer. Bye. Bye.